Hi everyone, Paige here from Newbie Dice and I'm here to do this quick little video because I'd like to uh, announce something for the RC. So on top of that, I thought might as well do a quick mini year in review video. So this video is quickly cobbled together, just quickly writing notes and preparing a few things to share, a quick and dirty production. And I'll be sharing this on YouTube as well as in podcast format. So what I'm trying to talk about today is that the Kings of War RC is announcing a feedback form to gather feedback from all its players. And uh, Matt Carmack, one of the RC members, has requested content creators like us to push this message out so that they can gather as many feedback as possible. So um, at this moment, I would also like to thank the RC for their wonderful work for the game, especially this year. And a quick shout out to Matt Carmack, who I know has poured in lots and lots and lots of hours into Kings of War, and he's also leading this uh, feedback gathering process. So a tip of a hat to you, Matt Carmack, and of course, all the RCs as well. We do appreciate all the work that you have been doing. So what's this feedback form about? Well, they would like to gather feedback from the players, right? And let me just quickly share the feedback. Okay, the feedback is in three parts. So I'm sharing it on screen right now. If you're listening in on podcast, you can find the link in the description. Okay, it is a Google form uh, survey. So it's pretty simple and it's split into three parts. So one is the general feedback and on the description, there's a link to armies part one and part two. So you just need to key in your email, how often you play Kings of War, where do you play Kings of War, what armies do you play? And three feedback on rules. Just three, one, two, three. What would what's the thing you'd like to change? Number one, number two, and number three. And if you click on the armies part one, part two, it is all the armies individually. So it will go through an army number one, as we know, is usually abyssal dwarfs. And I think it's the same question for each army. So I'm just gonna read it out. Do you currently own or play this army? Uh in terms of performance, where do you feel this army sits? One third, middle third, or bottom third? Viability, varied play styles and builds. Uh, what's the one, two, three things and you like to change as well? So let me just click next. And these are optional replies. So you don't have to reply for every single army. All right, so you can choose which armies you like to reply to. So the first half is armies 1 through 14, and the second half will be 15 through 28. There are 28 armies in Kings of War so far, and that is huge. All right. So let me just stop share, look at my notes for a while. Yeah, so I'd like to thank the RC for doing taking this initiative to gather feedback because it is a huge undertaking. Uh, if we look at Kings of War Fanatics, there are 13.2 thousand uh, people on there. So if you take that as an indication of the player base, 13,000 worth of players, and we are reaching far and wide. As of now, you can see Matt Carmack posting this survey link in all the various Kings of War Facebook groups. And content creators like us are pushing this uh, feedback form out. So imagine if only 10% of the players give feedback. That is 1,300 responses that they have to sift through and organize and figure out what do players think of the game. And I think this is a great initiative. 
you know, one of the things uh, being praised about Mantic Games is that they listen to its players. And part of that success is because uh, the rules community are made out of the regular players of the game. So the rules community are very in touch with, uh, with, with the players themselves. And even then, right now, you know, sometimes you can be in your own echo chamber. You hang out with the same few people. You only listen to a few people. So this is their uh, way of reaching out to as many people as possible through all these various ways to promote this form. And yeah, the RC wants to listen from all the players as well. Okay. And yeah, and the the one thing that's greatest about Mantic Games, you know, their quality of models are improving, but the key thing is their game systems are great to play. And these game systems are maintained by the RC or improved upon by the RC as well. Rules committee, that is, if you are wondering what RC stands for. And so, yes, once again, tip of the hat to the RC. Uh, a very big thank you to all that's uh, continuously making the game better. And it's always a process, right? It's always getting better and better. So, yeah, with that, I'll conclude this uh, RC feedback form part of the video. The next part, I'll just talk about my year in review, all right? So when I started this year, I wanted to play a completely different army from what I've usually been playing. I've been playing uh, Order of the Green Lady since almost the beginning of third edition. So it has been three years on now and I'm getting pretty sick of it, right? And yeah, it's a, it's a very strong Alpha Strike army. Uh, there's no denying that. And I think uh, it's it has surged in popularity in the US scene right now. Okay, one of the key things that makes it popular is uh, yeah, a lot of speed. Order of the Forsaken uh, being a premier flying hot unit. And the thing about uh, Order of the Forsaken, you can, you know, you can compare with uh, Dracon Riders, Hellstrikers, or even White. Uh, what else? I think there's one more, but I just can't remember right now. Uh, but the thing that Order of the Forsaken has going for them the most is that they are the cheapest. Right? You can argue the different... Uh, special rules, how, which one is better. But one thing you can't argue is that the Forsaken Hordes are the cheapest, which means you can take quite a lot of units of them. You can put uh, items on them to kit them out and they're still relatively inexpensive compared to the other Flying Hordes. And that combined with their access to Pegasus and Unicorn, which just got a slight nerf, this, uh, this Clash, makes it an all-round very fast, army with uh, lots of fast support as well. But yeah, I've been playing it for three years and uh, it's getting a little bit boring playing it. Um, I feel playing it for three years, I can feel what are its weaknesses. It doesn't want to charge into trash because you kill the trash and then your expensive hordes gets wiped out. And you, if the trash is in front of you, you have to charge it unless you can get around it. If the opponent have enough trash, they can form a big wall. Yep, and part of the weaknesses is uh, like goblins. So after I explored a few armies, I decided to settle on goblins, right? So because it is one thing that my Order of the Green Lady struggle against, and as well as goblins is a completely different play style from Order of the Green Lady. So that's when I took the plunge into goblins. And yeah, 
throughout, I think since March, I settled on goblins. And so throughout this entire year, I've been painting goblins. And yeah, uh, there's a counter charge slow grow, like, right? So slow grow leak. So I've been taking part in it every single month and I have completed my goblin army. Right, so let me share that. I actually completed it in early December. So this is an army-wide shot. Okay, and I... Uh, there's two more hordes of goblins that's not in this picture because my current list... Uh, the, my current list doesn't run all of these, but my current list only runs four hordes. And I'm running out of locker space at my local game store, so I could only fit four hordes in my locker in the game store. So the other two hordes are sitting at home while the rest of this army that you see here is sitting in the local game store. Okay, so... Um, yeah, let me see what I would like to talk about this. All right, uh, I'll probably do a video showing... Uh, another video showing all the different units further down the line of my goblin army. Okay, so there are certain aspects of the army that I'd like to keep... Uh, a surprise until an uh, event that I'll be heading up to uh, in early January. Okay, so with that, let me just stop sharing. I've completed seven Kings of War armies now. All right, if you'd like to look at my first six, I made a video. You can see the link in the top right corner of the video. Or if you're listening on podcast, I'll share the link. Okay, so they are Redkin, Basileon, Green Lady, or the... Forces of the Abyss, Kingdoms of Men, Salamanders, and now Goblins. Okay, four of them are Mantic uh, armies, which means a uh, majority or all Mantic models. That'll be Basileon, Green Lady, Forces of the Abyss, and Goblins. So four armies are Mantic. The other three are non-Mantic. So at this point, um, future army projects, I would like to continue using Mantic models, building Mantic armies in future. Uh, part of it is myself being wanting to support Mantic as a company. It's still a relatively small company compared to some of the uh, some of the game companies out there, right? Of course, the big giant that is Games Workshop. But even then, um, Atomic Mass Games, which is actually an offshoot of Fantasy Flight Games, they are really a big contender in the scene right now. I think they are the second largest with uh, Star Wars Legion, uh, they have a new skirmish game, Star Wars Shatterpoint, Marvel Crisis Protocol, and Marvel MCP, right? Marvel Crisis Protocol has uh, really been really big, I think, around the world because of the Marvel, the Marvel superheroes brand. Yeah, I think X-Wing is still around as well, although in locally we don't have a scene. So yeah, that's the second giant in the scene. You can consider that a giant as well with such strong IPs. Yeah, and uh, a few other uh, board games slash miniature games companies, they can be really successful through Kickstarters of very huge IPs as well. And even those Kickstarters alone, the amount of money they raise could really uh, rival or surpass Mantic in terms of, uh, I guess, revenue. So yeah, Mantic is still a relatively small company and I hope to uh, support Mantic as much as I can. Uh, right now, though, completing my Goblin army, I have no inspiration to start another Mantic army. Uh, maybe nature. I did buy a few things to make a nature army because I could also branch off from the models I have from of the Green Lady and Salamanders. I do have some Mantic models in my Salamanders army. 
yeah, uh, but in future, I'm looking to refresh my Abyssal Forces of the Abyss Army, right? I'm doing up the display board right now. While uh, I, I had the idea for the display board years ago, but I just put it aside uh, because I had no, uh, no, no intention to play the Abyss Army. But now I'm waiting for the faction refresh. It will be the second faction to be refreshed after Trident Realms. So with that, I would like to do up the display board first, right? And I'd like to update my Basilian armies also, but I really wish to wait for the Basilian model line to be updated before I do that because I'm not that inspired with uh, the models right now. Okay, I do have most of them in my army, Elohai, Paladin Knights, Paladin Footmen, uh, men, men in Arms. Yeah, they're all Mantic models. And one sisterhood, uh, sisterhood scouts unit, but they are mainly taking from the Kings of War Vanguard Kickstarter that I backed long ago, and I swapped for more, uh, I I swapped my other factions for more Basilians models, right? So, I have more sisters that that's just enough to make one regiment, right? So, uh, for the channel, I have one or two more Goblin battle reports coming out. I've been doing battle reports for a few years now. And sometimes it can be quite repetitive because like uh, maybe for the audience it's not, uh, especially if you just joined my channel a short while ago. But sometimes the points, the learning points that are in the videos are repeated a lot of times. Uh, it's important, but you know, I like to do battle reports that have interesting things to learn from. So there's one more Goblin Battle Report that I think there's a lot to learn from. So that's one uh, that I'll definitely be doing. All right. And with that, in early January, I'll be participating in King Clash of Kings as Asia 2024. All right. It'll be happening in Malaysia. So I think there's 20 over players and... Uh, based because of the venue booking, we are doing four games in a day. So that will be quite uh, <laughs> a battle of endurance as well. Right. So uh, my local Singapore players, they are doing uh, four games one day uh, uh, on New Year's Eve, which I will not be able to participate in. So I will not be getting that practice right uh, throughout the, especially the last few months, I've been training to play Goblins on the clock. Because that is one of the challenges of playing goblins. Because uh, my I think I have nineteen drops. So, uh, compared to all the green lady at two thousand points, I think I usually have about eleven drops or twelve. So nineteen drops is a lot more, right? So firstly, I was uh, training myself to play on the clock within sixty minutes, and yeah, um, and. Also training to change my mindset from an alpha strike player to like a shooty and trash, you know, counter punch army or rather counter shoot army. You wait for the things to come close and then you shoot them with your trombones, right? And your other 12 inch shooting such as winged. Yep. So I'm pretty bummed that I couldn't have played the four game tournament to, you know, sort of get some practice in, uh, especially to be able to feel having four games in a day. Well, my my capability to play on weeknights and weekends has severely diminished to near zero ever since I have my second kid. So my second kid is uh, one and a half years old right now. So probably a few more years before I 
can start to have more time on the weekend and weeknights to play. Right now, it's all hands on deck when it comes to caring for the kids. Yeah, with that, I did uh, get into a new game, and it's uh, Simon's A Song of Ice and Fire tabletop miniatures game. It is also sort of like a ranks and flanks, right? Uh, a Song of Ice and Fire, A-S-O-I-A-F is the acronym but that acronym is very hard to pronounce. So if you take away the er uh and the of and the n, I, I think there's an English term for this kind of words. Uh, but if you take that away, it's just S-I-F or SIF. Some people might pronounce it that way. Yep, so if you know what's the connect, what's the term for all these connecting words, uh, er, of, and the, yeah, do put it in the comments. Yeah, so Singapore being a British colony, we... We speak English as our main language, but a lot of families, especially my generation, my parents speak Chinese at home. So um, I learned English. I learned my English through watching lots of TV, right? Sesame Street and lots of cartoons, Power Rangers, Spider-Man growing up. Um, yeah, so I learned my English through watching TV shows. I don't know how to explain all the ling English language rules, but I just know whether it sounds right or, or not based on all the TV that I've been watching when I was young. Yep, so back to A Song of Ice and Fire, Sif, right? It started with a uh, local game store. We, they had a festival, uh, I think, late November. And they were selling a Baratheon starter set for cheap. So I decided to pick it up, not knowing what to do with it for, at first. So when I bought it, I was thinking of using it for Kings of War. Then I still felt strongly that I just want to do Mantic Armies. I already have human armies already in 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 form of Basileon and Order of the Green Lady anyway. So after thinking about it for a while, do I want to use it for Basilea? You know, a lot of human models that I can use in the Basileon lines. But uh, in the end, I decided that, you know, I just want to keep these human armies uh, strictly mantic. So I've decided to just dive into the game, try it off, try it out, right? So that's what uh, it ended up to be. And I've painted it in my signature pink colors as well. I'm sharing it on screen right now. So these are four units done. And these are the characters. Uh, Renly, Loras, Tyrell, Courtney Penrose, Marjorie Tyrell. And this is a variant Renly. Right, this High Garden Pikeman, Wardens. And oh, that's it. That's all to share. And yeah, so um, yeah, I think I'm diving into that game. I played a few games of it. I like it thus far, and it is a. It feels different. It's not a fully uh, a war game, ranks and flanks war game, but it feels like a hybrid between a ranks and flanks war game, uh, combined with a card game or a board game because there are card mechanics and there's a tactics board mechanics. So it's a separate but not on it's like the politics of it right you are you have non-fighting characters that are battling over benefits so the benefits on the board is like an extra move an extra attack um drawing more cards which you can use for certain effects uh heal and the last one is to force a panic check so yeah so there's some strategy there right do i make an extra attack 
with the tactics board and then the opponent can take the heal to heal back the wounds that are dealt through the extra attack. So there's some uh there's some mind games going on over there. And most factions have about seven activations with four or five combat units. Four combat units and three uh, non-combat units. They call it NCUs or support units, right? Or five, two, five combat units and two. Yeah, so it's a different game. Another thing that I find very interesting about the game is it's very not alpha strike Like Things don't die in one go which is uh, quite refreshing compared to uh, some, of the uh, some of the war games I've been playing. Like Kings of War, most of the time when you charge something, you expect to uh, multi-charge it and just kill it at one shot, right? It happens at least half the time, right? Of course, not all the time you do it, but you're always thinking about doing it. But in Song of Ice and Fire, nothing can be killed from fresh in one swing, right? Almost, almost none. I think uh, the their, their rules have been tweaked to make sure that uh, that doesn't happen so that you can counterplay and then you on your turn, you can heal them back and stuff like that. So usually things only start to die around turn three. Yep, turn, four, turn two is uh, a bit early, but usually things start to die around turn three out of six turns as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's quite refreshing because like uh, before Kings of War, I played uh, War Machine and that's also a very one hit you know, I charge my warjack into your warjack, I'm going to kill you in one turn. Because if not, you can repair and swing back and decimate me in one turn as well. So, so yeah, I'm uh, after playing so much of that, this more grindy game is quite refreshing. Because there's only four or five units on the table, right? If you, if you pop one a turn, then the, the game dwindles a little bit too fast. So there's a bit of a struggle back and forth. Healing cut mechanics, you know, surprises to heal back or diminish your uh, or weaken your attack stuff like that yeah interesting thing is that also Simon's headquarters uh, is actually in Singapore so I feel a more closer connection to the company making the game and uh, yeah I'm talking to some of the people who are uh, uh, in working for Simon so I can directly talk about a game with them and yeah, in fact, one of the players, one of the Simon staff was a uh, ex Kings of War players player as well. So that's uh, know them quite know him quite closely. Yeah, regarding this game, I don't know if I'll do content for it in future video content that remains to be seen because I'm still quite new to the game. I have four full games so far and one demo, right? So yeah, I might I might do it on this channel or I might start a new channel, YouTube channel. Most likely that is what I might do if I would like to make content for it. Uh, yeah, it's all because of the YouTube algorithm. If I do it on the Newbie Dice channel, right? If half my videos are Kings of War, half my videos are Song of Ice and Fire, right? But most likely my audience is one or the other, right? So if I make a Kings of War video, only half my audience will watch it. And if I make a Song of Ice and Fire video, only half my audience will watch it. And then it will mess up with the YouTube algorithm. So the YouTube will think that, oh, uh, your things are only watched by half your audience. So it's either your video is not very good or it's not in demand. And then it will um, it, it will sort of deprioritize me. So if I were to ever make content for it, it will be for probably on the new channel. But, you know, uh, the sub gaining subscribers in this uh 
niche hobby, whether it's Kings of War, or SIF is uh really quite a slog. So, so if I split into two channels, would that make it even more of a slog? That's another thing to be seen. Well, will I stop playing Kings of War as of now? Of course, uh, not yet. I've been playing Mantic games for so long, right? I do agree that the games are great. In fact, I think Dead Zone is uh, the best game. I think a lot of players have echoed this, but, you know, like even when Dead Zone was their best game, right? A lot of people talk about it, but still not a lot of people play it. In fact, when Firefight came about, when Firefight came about, like a lot of people who kept talking about Dead Zone being a good game, but they never played it. They jumped into Firefight because maybe they're looking for more of a war game, right? That's the size of the game that they're looking for, not a skirmish game like Dead Zone. So in fact, I've played Dead Zone. I've played Kings of War. I've played Firefight. I've played Armada. Yeah, and the thing is, um, not a lot of play players play all these games. Right, in fact, the community overlaps. The Kings of War players play Armada, which is not a lot. Right, some of them play Firefight or Dead Zone, which is not a lot. And yeah, a lot of the the Dead Zone and Firefight players, they are non mantic They are playing other game systems right now, like Marvel Crisis Protocol, uh, Star Wars Legion. It's a bigger IP, right? Bigger sci fi IP, or even Forty K, or what else? Q team even, right? That's the 40k skirmish. So yeah, a lot, a lot of um Firefight hasn't drawn a lot of 40k players, unfortunately. Uh that's the case for our local scene. I don't know if that's the case internationally as well. So it's really uh, a challenge fighting against this juggernaut. So as much acolyte that Firefight has uh attained it didn't from locally I feel that it doesn't gain much player base especially from the big juggernaut of 40k uh people are so entrenched in the law and of course that game is much more popular right every every game store would have games workshop and they would have 40k right in Singapore only one store is stocking Mantic and so that is the size of the community, right, in a nutshell for you. And I, I believe it's quite the same in uh, other parts of the world as well. So, yeah, I do hope that Mantic could focus on the core games and what I consider core games right now would be Kings of War, Armada, Dead Zone, and Firefight. Yeah, to keep pushing these games to gain player base through these games, right? Yeah, that being said, uh, when I play uh, Song of Ice and Fire, Simon Song, the player base is totally different. So which is also quite refreshing that, you know, I get to play with a different community of players rather than <laughs> the Mantic community that I've been playing with for years now. Uh, we might have an odd person joining in from outside the Mantic community here and there. But yeah, whether it's uh, Armada, Dead Zone Firefight, but main majority is been the Mantic players, right? I do think their games are great, but really the the get, getting more players is the struggle, and I hope Mantic has a plan for that. In fact, right. So with that, 
I will end off this video. I thank you for listening to me ramble so far with all uh, my year in review thoughts. So if you have anything to uh, comment, do drop a comment. I'll, I'll reply to almost all the comments. So yeah, what do you think of Song of Ice and Fire? Have you tried it? What do you think of Mantic Games this year? Yeah, the other game systems other than Kings of War and all that jazz. All right, so with that, I think I'll stop recording. So thank you and I'll see you next year.